Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Work Alchemy podcast series on impact, talking with entrepreneurs and organizational leaders who contribute to building a more cooperative and positive future. I'm Ursula York, the host of this series. I'm a mentor to business people who want to have a positive effect on the world around them, building strong businesses by creating value for their clients team members, and the larger world. I am so passionate about sharing with you the stories of entrepreneurs and leaders who have impact. They're inspiring and energizing role models. I hope you use what you learn here to be inspired about what you can do in your business and beyond. For ongoing inspiration and support to get clear on your impact and put it into action, enter your name and email at workalchemy.com. Today's guest in this podcast series on impact is Chris Seidel. Chris, also known as the Wild Heart Queen, is head creative goddess at Creative Juices Arts. She has over 38 years of experience as a compassionate creativity guide and an unshakable faith in the power of creativity to heal hearts and change lives. I love that. She knows deep in her bones that everyone is deeply, wonderfully, and gloriously creative, and she's on a a relentlessly love-soaked mission to prove that to the world. Chris performs this magic by providing nurturing and joy-filled creative sanctuaries, overflowing with encouragement, permission, and trust in the sacred energy of play and creativity that lives inside of us all. Welcome to the podcast, Chris. I am so delighted to have you here. I'm so happy to be here, Ursula. This is just such a treat and such a joy to get to hang out with you and talk about my work. And it's just the most fun thing ever. So thanks. (laughs) I really appreciate it. Absolutely. I, uh, I've been so intrigued by the work that you do. We've been, uh, as we were talking about before uh, the, this interview, we've been Facebook friends for a long time. And I'm, I'm so intrigued about how you've woven together the various aspects of the, the experience you've had and the work that you're doing now. How did that all come together? Yeah, you know, that's a, that's a good question. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm in the business of healing, you know, like I really look at what I do as healing. And my definition of that is helping people to become more whole, and to become more connected to their essential selves and their, you know, their core aliveness, um, and, and their intuition. And so I started out my um, entrepreneurial journey as a psychotherapist. So I have a, I have a background in that. Um, and I started that, oh, like I said, 38 years ago or something like that. Um, and along the way, I, um, I mean, ev- every, every piece of work that I bring to the world really starts with me. It always starts with something that I'm struggling with or I'm trying to solve or mm-hmm. trying to heal within myself. Um, so, you know, the whole psychotherapy thing was, um, there was, uh, alcoholism in my family and self-esteem issues and stuff about being a woman and, you know, all that kind of thing that I was, I was grappling with. And then at a certain point I came across this deep hunger and deep desire and also deep wound around creativity, you know, and really wanting to express myself creatively Mm -hmm. and, discovering that there were a lot of different issues and blocks and, and, you know, uh, struggle around that. And so I started to explore that for myself. Um, and I did that through participating in, um, different kind of 
art, like creative modalities, but really more the expressive arts. Like I've never taken a quote unquote real art class, you know? So I was never interested in, in doing art for product or for technique or anything like that. It was always for my own soul work. And so this whole intuitive painting process was really a very powerful awakening for me and a powerful shift for me in terms of my own, uh, my own healing journey and my own awakening. Um, and then I took that and then started bringing, I, so I combined, and I, I was also a body worker too, so that was another thing that I did. I was a massage therapist and I did emotional release body work. So I brought all three of those things together into the work that I do now, um, which is creative juices, arts, and painting from the wild heart, where I help people get into their bodies and um, use the painting process you know, for self-expression, self-awareness, um, spiritual psychological and intuitive opening and healing. Um, and then I use my psychotherapy skills, you know, with all of that. So that's kind of the relatively short version. Of the <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I, I'm so intrigued by this. I mean, the depth of work that you do in creativity, because my own experience is that I, um, about 10 years ago, felt really restless in a business that was successful. And I explored my creativity, my in my case, through photography. And it led to a major life shift. I sold everything and went on the road and traveled for a while and then switched my business to coaching. So I know that that exploration of creativity is utterly life-changing if you're able to follow that. Is, has that been your experience? Is there is there some way that when we tap into our own creativity that things change for us in some deep way? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, because creativity is about that, you know, like I think of, I mean, when you think about the creative process, you know, you're really, um, it's about transformation, you know, so you're making something out of nothing, or you're making, you're creating a, a photograph or a painting, or, you know, you're writing a blog post or a book or, <clears throat> you know, uh, a dance, and it's something that didn't exist before, you know, so you're really tapping into that energy of creation, which by its very nature is very transformative. And so it kind of can't help but then to have the same impact on your life, right? So where you where you open that door. And I think the other thing too, is that when you're really tapped into your creativity, you know, and this is something like when people come to work with me, this is a place that they're all looking um, to, to to shift something around. Their relationship to creativity is again, you know, kind of wonky in one way or another. Like they don't they don't feel like they're good enough, or um, maybe they're an artist and they've gotten really caught up in you know trying to get approval from other people for their work or whatever it is, and so they've lost connection with that essential aliveness energy that is really the creative process and then once you reconnect with that and once your aliveness comes back online you know then all kinds of other things open up i mean i have this one story where there was a woman who came to one of my painting classes and she started painting and she was really getting into it and a lot of different things were coming up for her as she was painting and she looked at me at one point and said if I keep doing this, I'm not going to have to change my life, am I? <laughs> I mean, in a very compassionate way, but still it was like, well, actually, 
That's exactly what's probably going to happen. So yes, 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 yes. It's very transformative that way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons it scares people. Because on some level, we know that, you know, we know that it will change our lives. Yeah. In what ways do you see that happening? I, I as you know, the topic of this podcast is impact. So what, what kind of impact is this deep work in reconnecting to your intuition, your aliveness? What is it? How does it affect people? Well, you know, I mean, probably the biggest way, well, so there's a couple of things, you know, one thing is, um, like, I'm just thinking about a woman that, um, I have a teacher training program. Like I, you know, I, um, take, take women through a 10 month program where I, um, take them through this expressive arts process as a personal transformation, but also, um, teaching them skills about how they can take this work out to the world, you know? So I had a conversation with her yesterday and she's somebody that she's been in the corporate world, you know, um, her whole life. And she is now doing this work with me and she's like, Oh my God, you know, like, I don't know if I can keep doing what I'm doing. And it's scary, you know, because it's like, I've fallen in love with this work. You know, I've fallen in love with what it does for me. I'm really excited about what it can do for other people. And, but that's going to mean I have to change, you know, how I live. And, um, and, you know, we just had a big conversation about that in terms of like, well, what does that mean? And how can she really start to take steps in that direction? So that's, that's one way that it can, it can manifest. Um, I had another conversation with another woman yesterday for my teacher training program. And she was talking about like what it was doing for her was it was waking up some latent um, gifts that she has, you know? Um, I mean, for her, the the gifts had to do with um, uh, a certain way of being able to like read energy, you know, um, be what some people might call psychic. Um, And, she's again somebody who she's also she's a psychotherapist herself and so opening up to that possibility that there's this other part of her that really wants to be expressed um is very exciting and very scary you know because it's a part of her that she had suppressed and that she had had pushed away because it was you know she couldn't accept it for a lot of different reasons Mm -hmm. those are two really good examples of how the, you know, so for her, the transformation was in, more internal. And for this other woman, it was external. But it kind of, you know, it doesn't matter. Right. How does it affect you when you're doing this work? I mean, I, I think about impact as really being a two-way thing. It's it's not, it, I mean, I often define it as making a positive contribution or making a difference. But there's mm-hmm. no way that you can do this work without being changed or transformed or affected in some way i i believe is is that your belief too and and how does it affect you oh absolutely well you know you can't i mean the thing about this work as you know you know i mean if you're if you're doing transformational work the the bottom line is you're going to have to keep transforming yourself. I know. I hate that. Isn't that, it's, it's like, aren't we done yet? Like, come on. I, I know. I know. It's like, you know. We're old and we should be done. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and so that is, I mean, for me, um, you know, that is the, the gift of it and the terror of it. <laughs> 
Um, you know, it, because it's it keeps you honest. Um, I mean, whenever you know, because when I'm listening to my intuition and I'm really following my heart, um, I I know when I'm off track, and it doesn't feel good. Um, you know, the, the the creative process does keep me honest, like I said, um, and so I'm continually having to assess. You know, is this something that I want to keep doing or is this working or, you know, I mean like one of the ways that it impacts me is around, um, like I have a million different ideas, like a lot of creative people do in terms of, you know, things I want to create or workshops I want to, you know, put out into the world or things I want to write or this, that, or the other thing. <clears throat> and, but what really, like my mind will have certain ideas about things, but then my heart and my intuition might have something totally different that it wants. Mm -hmm. And I've, you know, what I've learned is that I, if I don't, if I just listen to my mind, it's not going to go anywhere. You know, the energy really has to come from my heart and my intuition. And it will take me places that my mind is like, wait a minute, you know, we have to change this or we have to let go of that. I mean, cause when I, um, so I like I told you I think I mentioned this earlier that I had a psychotherapy practice. Yeah, I did mention yes. that. Mm -hmm. And um, so it was ten years ago that it became really clear to me, and the practice was very successful. You know, um, and people were getting a lot out of it, and I, you know, I was still enjoying it to a certain extent. But there was this part of me that was like, I'm done. You know, I really need to be doing something else. And I already had started this business, but it was, I was doing both things at the same time. You know, I had the creative juices arts business and I had the psychotherapy business <clears throat> and it was clear that I had to let it go. And it was like, you know, more than a third of my income. Um, you know, it was scary, but I had to trust, you know, I had to trust that where my intuition was leading me was, was really going to be the right thing. And it was fine. It worked out great. But, you know, when you're in the in the thick of it, you're not always so sure. It's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I think that's a big leap for everyone. If you're if you're operating from a, a place of knowing within, which right. is so incredibly valuable, but sometimes it's quite terrifying because you're asked to leave something behind that's familiar. I mean, it's. It's that whole discomfort of being an entrepreneur where you, you just don't know how it's going to turn out. And you have to have faith that, that not that you're sitting back in your barca lounger and waiting for stuff to happen, but rather that you're doing what you need to do in order to give it its best chance. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. <clears throat> and not everything works out either. You know, I mean, I've had things that, I mean, that's one of the, like, the things about being an entrepreneur is that you can't let things that don't work, you know, quote unquote work, stop you from continuing on, you know, mm -hmm. and that's, a, that's something that I see happens for a lot of people who are um, either just starting out the entrepreneurial path or considering it, you know, they're like, Oh, my God, everything has to be a success. Or why bother? It's like, no, not everything you try is going to be a success. And you learn from that. Mm -hmm. and then you keep moving. And it's like, Oh, okay, I did that. Okay, that didn't that didn't work out maybe as great as I had hoped. Um, let's, let's try it this way, you know, so you're constantly tweaking, you're constantly experimenting, you're constantly trying new things, which is part of the dynamism of it and part of what keeps it so interesting. Right. Absolutely. Um, but it is a, it's, you know, there, you have to keep taking risks. I mean, the risk piece of it is, is essential. 
Um, and again, it's very exciting and very terrifying. Both at the same time, <laughs> it doesn't stop. Right. Well, what do you think is the impact of this kind of work on the larger world? I, uh, you know, there's so much turmoil going on right now, not just in the United States, but in other parts of the world where we're seeing major shifts in things. And I think that really impactful work, it has implications in the larger world. And I'm curious to hear what you think this, the, the work that you do, how it has, how it, how does it affect the world um, at large and how? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, I totally get what you're talking about and it's, you know, I mean, I've always felt like this work was important, but now it feels essential um, <clears throat> in a way that it, that it didn't before. And, you know, it's, I think, so a lot of what, um, a lot of what we're struggling with, or a lot of like what's happening, you know, in the, in the larger world, is really a result of people not having support, you know, to really listen to themselves and to really go inside and to really, you know, trust in their own their own inner wisdom, their own inner knowing, their own inner healer, and also the whole creativity thing. You know, it's like we need we need creativity bad right now because everything is crumbling and falling apart. A lot of the old structures are just not working at all. <clears throat> and we need to create new ones. And we can't create the new ones out of the same um, mindset you know, that we created the old one. So, Mm -hmm. so that's another reason that I think, I think it's important for people to learn to listen to themselves, to trust themselves, to trust in their own inner knowing about like what needs to shift and what needs to happen. And then also to trust in their own creative expression and bringing their creativity, trusting in their creativity, because that's a, another thing that I see in my work is people will come to me and say, Oh my God, I'm not creative. I mean, I hear that a million times a week. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and of course, it's totally not ever the case. I right. mean, we're all born creative. Um, so there's something about claiming that that I think is really, really important, you know, because as we go through this, this dissolution, you know, that's happening, um, you know, the crumbling that's happening, the things that are falling apart, and then there's going to be that, that space, you know, to create something, create something new. And so we're going to need people who can trust in themselves to do that creative work. So I think that's one big piece of it. I think that's such a huge um, benefit of this kind of work. It's I, I really liked what you said about claiming our creativity so that we can find new solutions. And it is tough to be in that liminal zone, that area in between of the old and the new. And um, yes. yeah, and the more of us have some experience in going through that that difficult process the easier it is to work through things on a larger scale too I think. exactly because yeah, i think it's also that thing where you know people that people like us that are um kind of uh groundbreakers you know pioneers around this kind of um, working in this way we can provide some guidance and we can provide some leadership yeah because a lot of it too is you know, part of the part of the issue is that, again, as things are crumbling and things are falling apart and people are like, what the heck is going on? And the familiar is not 
available, you know, like they can't really kind of fall back into, into doing the same old thing. Um, and so then going forward, that was terrifying because there's not a map. And so the, that's what's so great about the intuition and the creative process allows you to move without a map. It allows you to move into the unknown and to create, you know, in the unknown um, by, by trusting, again, your own inner kind of guidance. Um, and we really, we're going to need that desperately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, uh, I, I'm going to kind of ask you a, a question in a different direction at this point, but certainly related to what we've been talking about. I, I know you work with business owners and creatives, but not necessarily people that we classically think of as artists on their businesses. And I think one area where I constantly come up against this question uh, with my own clients and, and even with my own business is the whole realm of marketing is very much what you just described. It's, it's a little bit of a pioneer territory every time you do it. And you, people can be caught up in this. Well, if you do these 10 things, then your marketing will work. And that's not necessarily the case. And I think now, especially marketing authentically in a way that really taps into who you are on a very deep level. That's what's resonating with people. Could you, could you share a bit about what your thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, it's, it's interesting because, um, you know, one of the things that I hear a lot, I mean, I just did a, um, an interview a couple, I don't know, about a month ago with, um, somebody who, again, was, is he, he works with, uh, people doing what he calls conscious businesses or heart centered businesses or entrepreneurs or like that. And, you know, we were doing the interview and, and I hear this all the time and he's like, you're just so real. You know, he was saying, that. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know any other way to be. Um, <laughs> but you know, there, there's something about that, like me putting myself out there, you know, in terms of my work and in terms of what I believe and in terms of what I value in terms of my own creativity, um, that is, you know, it, it, it attracts the people that it needs to attract. You know, like one of the things that I rarely have to do, I rarely have to have sales conversations with people because I'm, it's so clear who I am, like from my website, from my blog posts, from my, you know, stuff that I do on Facebook, <clears throat> interviews like this, you know, people get a sense of who I am and what I'm about and what I, you know, what I value and what they're going to, what they can, you know, um, get from working with me. And it's very clear. It's like an either a yes or a no. And because it's so clear, like when they call me or when they get in touch with me, nine times out of 10, I'm, I don't have to, you know, not that I would try to convince somebody of doing something anyway, but it's not that kind of a conversation. They're mm -hmm. just saying, I've gone to your website. I've looked at all your material. I see what this is about. I want it. <laughs> I just want it. Sign up. How do I get in? Right. And that, I, that is a really, <clears throat> that's the blessing of being authentic in your marketing. Mm -hmm. Because if you're doing it the other way, the way that you were describing, like, oh, do the 10 things that somebody else told you to do. Right. People aren't getting a clear sense about who you are. And so it can be confusing. 
to them like well or this person sounds just like every other person you know right. whereas if you're being yourself you're not sounding like anybody else you're sounding like who you are because you can't help but sound like who you are if you're right. being yourself. <clears throat> so yeah yeah i well, think it's really powerful it, it absolutely is. And, and that part about you rarely having to have sales conversations will be a huge relief to hear for people who hate doing those kinds of things. So, yeah. I, I mean, it absolutely, uh, that alignment, that resonance, when that comes through really clearly, it's not about a sale in the conventional sense. It's about, is this the right place for me to be right now? Exactly, exactly. I mean, because I've had people get in touch with me and say, I went to your website, and I started reading your copy, and I started to cry, because I recognized myself, and I recognized that this is, it touched me, you know, it touched my heart, it touched my soul. And I was like, yes, this is what I want. And that's a really beautiful thing. You know, like, I, I really want to connect with people. I mean, that's part of what marketing is for me it's relationship it's connection <clears throat> it's you know i'm showing myself and saying you know um this is who i am this is what i've created this is you know i i often think of my work as i've created this world and i'm inviting people into it and people are like either yeah or eh, you know maybe not <clears throat> and either way is good you know if you're a maybe not then that's fine you'll go and find who who works for you and the and the yeah people are you know we're really happy to have found each other so you know it really works well yeah how, how do you uh, create the kind of how do you create that world where you can be that that authentic how what kinds of things do you do to support yourself in your own authentic expression? What what kinds of ways do you, I mean, do you have particular practices or is there some kind of uh, approach to work that you use that's that helps you stay within that realm? Well, I mean, you know, pretty much, <clears throat> I mean, my, one of the things that I think is really important again, when you're doing this kind of transformational work is you have to be doing the work yourself. You know, it's, it's not, if you're not authentically connected to the work, people are going to feel that and are not going to be, they're not going to, you know, really want to, there's, there's not a resonance there. There's not a, you know, a coherence there. Um, so, I stay true to the practices of um, listening to my intuition, you know, uh, doing my own inner exploration, um, continuing to be creative on, you know, pretty much a daily basis in one way or another. You know, I, I do a bunch of different things. Um, you know, so I keep that channel open. <clears throat> I keep that channel open to my own creative source. Um, and so then that flows out of me when I do my marketing, you know, mm -hmm. so, and, you know, like I, you know, the marketing thing too, it's not like I do, um, it's not like it's, it's not traditional in the sense that like I'll get inspired to do different things. Like there was, there was a period, this was like maybe a couple of years ago where one, if you, if people who know me know that like one of my passions is I love turquoise jewelry, you know, mm -hmm. I love the West and I'm, and it's part of my creative expression is part of my artistic expression is to adorn myself in that way. <clears throat> and so there was a period where I started taking these selfies that were just me with my hand on my heart. You could see what bracelets I was wearing and you could see what necklaces and earrings I was wearing. And, and, and it was all these different color combinations. And I posted those on Facebook for, I don't know, a few months. 
and people just loved them. And it wasn't like I was even like advertising something in particular, but it was a way for me to express myself creatively um, and people to resonate with me. And then at a certain point I was like done with it. It was like, then something else happens. <laughs> <laughs> so that part of it is that I listen to that and I trust that and I follow that. Mm-hmm. Um, I follow those threads in myself of where my creative aliveness is leading me. Like right now, I'm writing a lot of poetry, you know, so that'll happen. Or, um, you know, maybe I'll be doing, you know, some more like um, visual artwork or whatever, you know, like it just, it shifts, but I'm always doing something creative. I love what you just said about follow, you follow where your creative aliveness is leading you. That sounds, that's, that's so powerful. It is, it is. And it's, and so, like I said, you know, that's my, work that's what i'm inviting people into that's Mm -hmm. what i'm i'm saying okay what i'm going to do if you come and work with me is i'm going to help you to do that but the only way i can help them to do that is if i'm doing that you know so so that was that thing you and i were talking about earlier where this you can't do this work without being continually working on yourself right (laughs) right it's so true. Yeah, I, you mentioned that you do certain practices. If if you're if you're willing to share that, I this isn't to say do what Chris does and you will have the exact same experience, but rather to give people some ideas about what they might do that could support them in their connection to their own intuition. Are there particular things that you that you work with that you find particularly valuable? You know, I, I like to do things like, um, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of like Oracle cards and tarot decks and all that kind of thing, you know, so the, that whole thing about accessing my intuition that way, you know, so I will, you know, pull cards as a way to kind of like tap into myself. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I spend every day doing, um, I, I usually spend every day doing some kind of writing thing, you know, so either I'm writing Um, Like right now, like I said, I'm into poetry or sometimes I'll write some kind of inspirational thing or sometimes I'll just write something that's just for me. Um, So I spend time every day, most days, you know, doing that. Um, You know, I also love the whole photography thing, you know. So, I mean, again, my practices are really more creative practices. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm out, you know, I make sure I mean, I used to take a camera with me and now I, you know, I surrender to the phone <laughs> <laughs> so much easier <laughs> yeah it is in a lot of ways because I always have it on me but um you know so I'm always like you know if something attracts me you know visually then I'll take a picture of it you know um like I'm I'm always kind of keeping that that pump primed in me you know that that pump around um you know, paying attention to beauty or listening to my own inner promptings, you know, again, and I'll do that through writing or I'll do that through, through taking photos, um, or pulling Oracle cards or reading, you know, that's another thing. I love to read. I I get inspiration from other thinkers and writers and, you know, spiritual teachers and mystery writers and, you know, that kind of thing. So, so I'm always, or listening to music. I mean, that's another thing, you know, that will, um, help to kind of bring me back into myself and, um, you know, touch that creative core, touch that. I mean, cause the creative core for me is often related to 
deep feeling and deep emotion. Um, <clears throat> so music is a really great way to, you know, take me into that. So I'm, you know, I'm always um, engaging with my creativity and then being in nature. That's the final thing. Like that's another practice that I have where I spend, I try to spend time just about every day if possible being outside, taking a walk, being out in trees and the grass and with the sky and, you know, um, that kind of thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, and those, I mean, that's, it's a really wide array. And it seems like whatever calls you is is what you do to support your creative exploration. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Right. Like I build, like I was just looking, I'm here in my home, and I, I build altars all over the place. That's another thing that I do. Uh -huh. um, <clears throat> you know, or life sage or candles or, you know, <laughs> prayer. I mean, it's, so it's not like I have one, I mean, I'm very, and I think this is true for a lot of creative people and, and everybody's a creative, you know, but, um, that there's a fluidity, you know, like I experience my creative energy as very fluid. And so it's following that river, you know, following that stream. It's, mm -hmm. it's very water-like and trusting that. Because I think that's one of the things that people do sometimes where they get into a thing like, I have to decide on a practice. Right. And then I'm just going to do it every day. And then they get kind of rigid and controlling around it. Yeah. And then it, it loses its energy and it loses its aliveness. Mm -hmm. So I, again, like, it's, like I was telling you the story about the selfies. Like when I was doing that, that was very creative for me, you know. And then it was like done. And I just had no more juice for it. It was like, okay. And people will ask me, what happened to those? We love those. It's like, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a courage in that, in following the, yeah, you know, I'm just, I that has run its course and it's time for me to move on to something else. And I think there's this sort of general wisdom out there now that successful people have daily rituals. And I, I think there's some truth to that, but it doesn't have to take on, as you said, a rigid sort of tone where you're always doing exactly the same thing. You're, yeah. Well, cause that's the thing, you know, it's like if you're, you know, and this is again, what I'm, what I'm working with in myself and what I'm teaching, <clears throat> you know, the, your creativity is a lie. You know, it's a living thing. It's a living energy. It's a living being. Like I have a relationship with my muse <clears throat> and she's real. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, and <clears throat> when you have a relationship with a living being, you know, you need to have a certain kind of flexibility around that, you know, right. because things change, you change, you know, your creativity changes, your muse changes, what, you know. And so again, I mean, I'm, I, it's not like I don't think structure is a good thing. I mean, I, I use structure like I, if I have a deadline, you know, then I know how to make structure work for me. Um, but there's, but I think that what's missing in this culture at large is that encouragement to trust this other thing, mm -hmm. you know, this other, you know, we have this, again, we have this, this fountain of creative energy inside of us. And if we just listen to it, you know, it can be very, um, very, it can transform our lives and it can be powerfully healing and it can, you know, be very, um, just deeply enriching, you know, for us. Yeah, so yeah. absolutely. <clears throat> What's your relationship with 
obstacles. I mean, do you see them as that? Do you see them as, well, this is telling me that's not the direction to go? How, how do you experience that and how do you work with it? Yeah, that's an, that's an interesting question. I mean, um, I guess that's a, that's a good question. Like, do I see them as that? Um, I mean, it's, I, I guess I think about obstacles. So there's, so there's, okay. So there's external obstacles. Like there's, so maybe there's something that I want to make happen and, you know, I try it in a certain way and it doesn't work, you know, um, in the way that I first thought it was going to happen. And Mm so, so I, I come back to this fluidity thing. Like I'm like, okay, I flow around it. It's like, well, all right. Or or I get creative. Maybe that's another way of thinking about it. It's like, well, okay, how can we do this in a different way? I mean, I don't think of obstacles as necessarily a sign that you're not supposed to be doing something. I mean, if it, you know, that what's, what's really important around you doing something or not doing something is your, if you're really, if you're not, um, if it's not something that you're really wanting to do, you know, like that you're really fully engaged with it from again, your own heart and your own soul. That's one thing. But if you're being presented with external obstacles, it can sometimes be kind of a test like, okay, well, how badly do you want this? <laughs> you know? Right. right. Um, and so then it's, it's an opportunity to be creative, you know? Um, so there's that, you know, there's things that can happen. Like, you know, maybe there was a particular, like, I'm just thinking like for me, you know, um, well, you know, actually like, um, one of the things, um, I love to take people to really beautiful natural environments to do my painting workshops because mm-hmm. I love nature and I love painting. And so it works together really well. And so I, there was this one place that it was up in the California Sierras that I wanted to do a workshop. And, um, I mean, I wanted to do it in the general area and I looked and I looked and I looked for a place to do it and I couldn't find anything. There were no retreat centers and blah, 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 you know, And, but I never really stopped. And then it, then something fell in my lap, you know, but it took me, it took longer than I wanted it to, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I, but I stayed with it because it was a genuine desire. It was a genuine desire. This was something that I really and truly wanted. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's a, a little example of how an external obstacle didn't stop me. And then there's the, what the internal obstacles, which are resistances, you know? Um, so if I'm, going towards something and I hit a roadblock within me, that's just something for me to work with. You know, I just use that as an opportunity to expand, to do my own healing. Um, you know, oftentimes if I have really strong resistance to something, it's, I mean, it can, it can happen on two levels. I mean, sometimes it's just that I really don't want to do it, but if there's a desire there and then the resistance shows up, it's just a sign that, um, that this is really important to me, you know? So I use that information as a way to do deeper inner work, you know, to, to clear the resistance. I mean, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. If, if you had, if you were to share uh, an insight you've had over your career or, or a piece of advice you would give to another business owner who's asking themselves, how can I, I mean, Chris's work clearly has a lot of impact. What, what can I do to have my own kind of impact what kind of advice would you give or, or an insight would you offer? Um, well, you know, so the thing about, this is what I think about being an artist, you know, um, and being an artist is about 
doing, making your art. And it's the same thing with being an entrepreneur. It's about doing your work. So, so the first thing is to really tap into what's the work that you're here to do. You know, what's the, the work that your soul is on fire around and that really um, resonates with you really deeply and that you feel compelled? You know, it's like, this is something that I really need to bring into the world. You know, like when I first started my business, my creative juices arts business, um, I, it took a while. You know, it took a little while for it to get off the ground and it was frustrating in the beginning because I wasn't getting, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, and that was, that was 94. So that was 22 years ago, 23 years ago or whatever. Um, and you know, at a certain point I got really frustrated and I was like, you know, this is so hard, you know, do I want to keep doing this? And there was this part of me that was like, you know what? this work is really important and you need to be doing this no matter how successful or not successful you are. The success is not the important thing. The important thing is the work. And so once I got that and I was like, okay, then I relaxed and I was like, I just put my head down and I just did the work and then it, and then it unfolded in the way that it unfolded. Um, but I didn't have this expectation on it, you know, like that it was going to get a certain kind of a response. Mm-hmm. What was important, and I think this is true for artists too, you know, it's like if if an artist gets all caught up in trying to, I'm going to make art that sells, you know, or I'm going to make art that other people love, then they, or or that they respond to, you know, then they lose connection with their own creative core. So that's the thing I would really, that's the advice that I would give to someone, you know, like if you want to do, you know, this kind of work, you have to get really grounded and really clear on what's meaningful and important for you and start from that. Mm. That is great advice. And uh, that strong connection is what carries you forward through whatever happens with it. So well, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate your your work is so important. I think now in particular, it's at that connection to our own sense of ourselves, our aliveness, our, um, our own intuition. It's so valuable, not, not only for our own transfer transformation, but for addressing whatever creative issues there are out there in a business or, or even in the larger world. So thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and your own experience. And, um, it's, it's been really great to hear from you. Well, thank you, Ursula. This is so fun. And I really appreciate your, um, your wisdom, you know, and your deep connection to the work that you're doing and to this beautiful service that you're providing to the community by, you know, um, bringing people like me, you know, into, you know, um, kind of a larger awareness. So thank you. Well, it's my absolute pleasure. I love doing these, uh, these interviews, these conversations. Um, so if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach you? Um, the best place to reach me is at my website, and I'm at um, www.creative, C-R-E-A-T-I-V-E, juices, J-U-I-C-E-S, arts, A-R-T-S dot com. So it's juices with an S and arts with an S. Um, and you can also just Google Chris Zydel, Z-Y-D-E-L, and I'm kind of all over the place. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Well, thank you again, Chris, and thank you for the work you're doing in the world. Powerful stuff. Mm, Thank you, Ursula. Same to you. 
So join us for more podcasts on impact. Subscribe to the Work Alchemy podcast channel on iTunes or Stitcher Radio so you'll be notified as soon as new podcasts are available. Thank you to everyone listening for being here. Until next time, to keep that positive flow of energy going in your business so you can have your own impact, join our community of entrepreneurs like you by entering your name and email at workalchemy.com.